Good day, everyone, and welcome to Indie Mixtape. My name is Ty Gales Rowe, and joining me today is a very special guest, Mick. Hello. How's it going, bud? It is going very well. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm excited to talk about uh, video games with you. I know, right? Video games are actually pretty cool, turns out. Who knew? Yeah, it's, it's sometimes they can be. So to start out, the game that we are going to talk about that both of us played is uh, Power Wash Simulator, which is developed by Future Lab and published by Square Enix. I mean, it's pretty much it's pretty much what what it's it says on the box. It's you'd be power washing. I think what it does differently compared to other Sims is it's not really as much of a sim, more as you're just vibing and power washing. There's not a lot of management stuff. It is just no. Are, it's not a management sim. It's just a sim. Like you are just power washing. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a pretty fun story there too, mm-hmm. which is surprising for a game about power washing. Yeah, I didn't get super far in um, just because I have a harder time with first-person games than I used to, and it made me a little bit mm-hmm. uh, motion sick. But it's interesting that it's like, yeah, you like start out, I guess you're just like someone who wants to be a power washer person, and your friend like sends you a text. It's like, hey, I found you a van. It works perfectly. You just have to clean it, and you just kind of like mm-hmm. get your little business going from there. Yeah, and then you get like your little nozzles, you get your soaps, you can do whatever you want on these levels. And it's just, I don't know, it's so cathartic cleaning those levels. How many were you able to do before you stopped? Uh, The first two. Okay. Did you get to the, you didn't get to the playground then, did you? No. Okay. Yeah, it's, what I really like about this game is how cool the levels are. The cars and the vehicles are fun, they're really detailed. But when it gets to like houses and places that you clean, I think that's where the game really shines, even though they take forever to clean. Like one map, I believe, took me about an hour and a half to two hours to fully clean. Mm-hmm. And that was with me rushing a little bit. But it's just the detail and just slowly seeing an entire place get clean by just spraying a ton of water on it. And then the even best part is once you beat the level, you can see it all clean away in a matter of seconds which I think is even more fun than actually cleaning the levels, watching it all disappear and see how your efforts actually played out from a different perspective. Yeah, because once you finish the level, you get like, I guess like a replay of how you cleaned from like mm-hmm. a third person perspective. And it's kind of, it's definitely fulfilling to watch. Yeah, absolutely. This game really surprised me when it came out last year. I played it in previews and when it was in early access, but the final product really took it from, oh, this is a fun game, too. This is a game that people should not sleep on, especially with it coming out on consoles as well. And I think this game is something that can really excel with these community maps that I hopefully will see more of. But also just the extra maps that they throw in there just for funsies and just for people to do in big multiplayer groups, too. Yeah, I saw that there's like co-op modes and stuff. And then there's also I'm like looking at the Steam page right now and there's like a lot of different levels. There's like a carnival, there's mm-hmm. like a train. I think there's like an entire subway station. Yep. So you can, you'll yeah. you'll clean boats, you'll clean planes, you'll clean 
special equipment. You could even clean the Mars rover, too. Oh, wow. It honestly feels like the possibilities are endless about what they could really throw in that game, and it will always be fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like a pretty, they have a pretty open concept that they can mess around with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I enjoyed the little bit I played. I wish it didn't make me feel ill. Um, yeah. But I think maybe in smaller doses, I might be able to to do it. And I think that kind of works in its favor, too, for people who are in your circumstance where you don't have to clean a whole level at once. You can just go clean a little bit of an area and get that little ding. Be like, OK, I'm done. I'll take a break for now. Mm-hmm. Like it, it very clearly outlines like what all is left for each piece and the total pieces for that uh, part as well. So I think it's great at just segmenting the out for people to clean it. A little bit at a time, not really rushing through it like when I did when I played it. Yeah, I definitely like that it gives you like the little checklist and like lets you highlight dirt and stuff. That way it's not like it doesn't make you feel crazy like trying to look for what you missed. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really simple game. Um, So I think that pretty much covers everything I had on it. Did you have any other thoughts about it? No, that's really about it. It's just a fun, special game that really shocked me and i love talking about it nice all right even if it is a simple game with a simple premise yeah and it i mean it just it does it well it does what it's doing well absolutely all right well since mick since you were the guest would you like to talk about one of your games first absolutely i would love to talk about storyteller have you seen this game at all i have not but i'm looking at the steam page right now and it looks pretty fun this is an adorable Annapurna game where you're just creating a storybook and all you get is the premise of that little story snippet that you have and you place the characters in to make that story happen. There's a demo on Steam for it and it is it was one of the most fun hours that I had when I played through it last year and I cannot wait for its full release later this year. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the art and it's like each little story has like a storyboard with these like cute little, I guess they look, they look like stickers, I guess. Basically. Yeah. They're very cute. And it like goes through the whole thing. And then it also is referencing like other like literary stories. Like it has like Romeo and Juliet and Oedipus. It has Dracula in there. Yeah. I was going to say, I see a vampire. There's Adam and Eve shit happening. It looks cute. It's it's a very fun and cute puzzle game. And there's challenges too, where it'll tell you, okay, you did that s- story normally. Now do it with this twist, or like do it in two panels or instead of killing the vampire, make everybody in the story vampires instead. So what is the like end game of it? Or like, what is the, what is the pitch when you like start it? There wasn't really pitch. It was mostly just, here's a storybook and create these stories into actual pictures mm-hmm. Bas- basically visualize the story that we tell you with this quick couple words to one sentence prompt. So it's kind of like sandboxy. It is sandboxy and it lets you, it lets you use your creativity to make those stories. Like with the vampire one, you get three options of like the characters and the vampire. You can s- choose which character you want to be a vampire, what happens to them. And there's tons of different combinations you can do 
to change that story into any way that you want to in that little with the tools that you're given. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I'm watching there's like a gif of you like switching around the characters so they're in like different positions or like have different outcomes. This is uh this is interesting. Like there was one that I distinctly remember. It was of a barbarian kidnapping a queen or a barbarian falling in love with a queen after she gets kidnapped by a beast. And it ends up being a fun story of this barbarian dressing as the beast, kidnapping the queen, and then freeing her himself. But then you can turn it on its head where the queen is actually kidnapping and trapping the barbarian before he even gets to her. And same for Adam and Eve. Where there's For the Adam and Eve panel, there's panels to bring them back to life. And then you can have Adam or Eve somehow survive the story, fall in love again. But then Adam shows up again because he got resurrected somehow. And you can see how that story played out. It kind of has, like, Baba is you energy in terms of the, like, putting different shit in different places to, like, see what happens. Yeah, and what was that other game that... Scribblenauts? Maybe. I've never played Scribblenauts. Okay. Because, yeah, it's like Scribblenauts had a similar premise, but, like, a much more sandbox uh, freedom to it than this. Because Mm -hmm. this, it gives you all the specific tools that you need, while Scribblenauts... It gave you a little prompt or gave you a little city. Then you could type out anything. It'll create a little character for that prompt that you wrote out. So it's like a little bit more refined, more indie version of Scribblenauts. And I just think that this game is going to be an adorable little hit for anybody to really enjoy. Yeah, I'm definitely, now that you have brought it to my attention, I'm definitely very excited to check it out. Awesome. I'm so excited that you like it. And definitely check out that demo, too, because I think the demo gives a great idea about what that game actually is. For sure. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. My first game on my list is called Onsen Master, and it is from Waking Oni Games and is published by Whitethorn Games. Um, And it is a hot spring management sim. Oh, cool. Yeah, And you play as a kid who is left to run, like, an onsen hot spring in Japan. Or, oh, I'm sorry, it's the fantasy island of Izajima. But it's, I mean, it's, like, very clearly inspired by, like, Japan and by, like, Japanese yokai and legends and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And you have, like, different herbs and ingredients that you have to put in the bath based on what people are looking for um and then there's also weirdly like boss fights and stuff in it there's like couch co-op and also competitive like multiplayer mm-hmm. which is interesting so like i think i would probably recommend it more if you're someone who's like looking to play with someone because like honestly is it the best game i've ever played no it's like extremely mid but if you like the premise or like you want something to play with somebody else, mm-hmm. I think it can scratch certain itches. It's giving me overcooked vibes, which I don't know. It looks like it could be a lot of fun. Just like, like you said, like a couch co-op, but I think with the, just giving it like overcooked feeling, but in an onsen setting is pretty unique and looks really cool. Yeah. I haven't played it with somebody else, so I don't, I don't know for sure, but just playing it by myself, I imagine that it would be more fun with someone else. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and why would that be? 
I think for the same reason that like overcooked is more fun with someone else. Like, well, I mean, it's less hectic than overcooked. I'll say that. Right. Cause like overcooked is really, really hard to play alone. Um, mm-hmm. and this game you can play it alone. It's not like that wild, but it definitely, I feel like would have that energy of, you know, yelling about like, who's going to handle what and which customers are wanting what, um, and trying to like divide up the area, stuff like that. Um, and I just, yeah, I think it would be like, more fun with someone doing it kind of that style. Okay. I might try to convince my wife to play this with me. Yeah. Give it a shot. Just to, you know, spice up a Saturday evening. We're having, we're being a little too chill. Might as well try and <laughs> spice up our relationship with some <laughs> anger from like overcooked, but with a new setting. Yeah. I mean, why not? You know, give some yokai a bath. Yeah. What is your next game, Mick? My next game is Sea of Stars. This is the sequ- like, uh, actual prequel to The Messenger, mm. which came out in like 2017, 2018. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. And this is just a really fun-looking RPG. It's turn-based, and I previewed this game. I got to check out an early build of this, and I think what this game really reminds me of is um, Golden Sun, but making it feel much more modern, where it has the comedic elements of the messenger, but also it modernizes turn-based RPGs by having... Everybody be able to do almost any ability. It's all about creating combos to take down enemies and silence their attacks. There's a lot of open world puzzles. And it's just a team of like six people trying to save the world with using different magic of like the sun, the moon, eclipse, uh, new moon, all these different like phases of the sun and moon at their disposal. Plus, it just looks beautiful, too. I'm seeing, yeah, I like the art a lot. I'm looking at the Steam page. I also saw that it's, like, on the cover art, it specifically says a retro-inspired turn-based RPG, um, which is interesting. But I'm also very into an evil alchemist known as the Fleshmancer. (laughs) That sounds sick as fuck. That's a fantastic villain name. Yeah, that sounds dope. Like, being entirely honest... I don't know if I want to play this. Do I want to see what the Fleshmancer is about? Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, give me the spinoff game about the Fleshmancer. Heck yeah. Are you normally an RPG person? I'm like a Western RPG person. Um, okay. I have played JRPGs. I don't mind a turn-based RPG, but they're usually really long. They're usually kind yeah. of boring in the middle. That's where I think this one could be different because it is made by people who made The Messenger, who I think is a very well-paced game. And they are, and based on The Messenger, they are able to add twists and change up the gameplay halfway through the game. Mm -hmm. Or at least shake it up a good bit to make it still feel interesting for the last half of it. And I think what they do in this game, at least, to make it feel less of a slog where there's team levels and not just character levels. So... You don't have to keep on switching up party members to make sure they all stay at the same level. You can change up abilities whenever you want to really make it feel like a modern retro RPG. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it could also really shine too, is just by adding those little flares to make it more accessible to people who may not enjoy RPGs, but just want to play something that is fun and quirky like 
this team is known for. Yeah, because I think the messenger was like a platformer, right? Mm-hmm. It was a 2D side-scrolling platformer. Yeah, and see, that is not normally my bag. So I'm definitely more interested in this than I was mm-hmm. in the messenger. So I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. The art is really good, though. I, I like this art a lot. Yeah, when they when I saw this game, it what they show in the pictures here on Steam it doesn't give the full picture of how beautiful this game really is. Seeing it in motion is really cool, especially the lighting that they are able to pull off with it. I hope it's deck verified. Oh, I'm sure most games nowadays have to be at this point, right? I mean, a lot of them aren't. Dwarf Fortress came out 1.0, not deck verified. Fucking half of the stuff that I, it's like in my steam library, I've been looking and like some of it is just like question mark. Like, "Eh, we don't know. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. But it's all right. I've been playing. I've been playing my football manager. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate indie game. Um, Okay. My other game for this one is Curse to Golf. I love Curse to Golf. I did not get super far into it, but it was cute. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like you die (laughs) and then you have to play golf. To escape golf purgatory. It's platforming and like, it's like if Hollow Knight was golf. Mm-hmm. Actually, a better comparison is if it's Hades, but golf. Because it's a, it's a, it's a full on roguelite. Yeah. But golf. Um, I am bad at it, but it's a cute, like funky idea. And also, I really like the, like, ghost designs and, like, boss designs. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to beat it. Did you get to the first boss level? Yes, I did. Those, the way they add boss fights to that game is so unique and fun. Mm-hmm. They're hard as hell, but the fact that they were, add, they were able to add bosses to that game, mm-hmm. that's so unique and such a great idea. Yeah, I remember, like, when I first heard about the game, I was like, a roguelike that's golf? That's either going to be really sick or really bad. And it's pretty sick. It's mm-hmm. It did not have the same, like, grippy gameplay that, like, could keep me engaged with it. But I think if you're someone who likes platforming and, like, doing those kind of angular measured plays um i think it's definitely very cool the only negative i really have for it is it's just so long to do a run yeah you could have a good run and die that'd be three four hours just gone yeah it's long and i think they just need to add more some more checkpoints too because after you beat the first boss you do get a checkpoint a singular checkpoint which does not feel like nearly enough for how much because you have to play 18 whole holes of golf without running out of strokes. Yeah. And that is a lot of game with four boss fights in there. It's a lot of level, too. Yeah. Because some levels can take, like, 15, 20 strokes. Yeah. It's also hard because, like, half the time you're, like, just trying to figure out where the hole even is. Because they give you, like, the footage or whatever. But at least for me, it's hard to remember, like, everything I saw when I actually go to, like, do it. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, well, let me get my little drone. Hold on. I got to go look again. 
Yeah, and then they added like teleporters to it. They had little secret pads. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's, a, it's dense. Yeah. Still, for like, it's like a very small team from Japan, but they did a great job making that type of game. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very good like first outing. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's the long and and also I just like don't particularly care for golf that much. You didn't weren't a fan of like golf story. I didn't play golf story. I know I should, okay. but I was just like, ugh, golf. That's fair. I watched one episode <laughs> of a of a golf anime yesterday because it had hot girls, and I was like, I could watch anything with hot girls, and I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. One episode is all I can do right now. Turns out you can watch anything with hot girls except golf. It's like I'll watch it, but it's gonna be a process. <laughs> yeah, because they're like talking about their swings and stuff, and I'm like, I couldn't care less about this. <laughs> But yeah, I think that wraps up my my list of games for this time. Um, Mick, did you have... What do you want to promote? Where can people find you? You can find me anywhere at Nanosecond Gaming, like on YouTube. I post all my shorts there. I do TikToks at Nanosecond Gaming where I cover gaming news in under a minute. I have reviews there as well. All kinds of gaming ta- content just about everywhere. You can find me on Twitter as well at Duh Nanobiologist. And you could find me on Twitter at Wothkeeper. You can also find Uppercut pretty much everywhere at Uppercut Crit. That now also includes Tumblr and Co-Host, although we really haven't used Co-Host very much because I don't really like it. Indie Mixtape is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all social media at Uppercut Crit. Uh, and if you would like to extend a little bit of extra support, you can check out our Patreon, which is, of course, patreon.com slash uppercut crit. And, uh, if you do so at the $7 or above level, you will get your name read at the end of the show, just like these folks here. So huge thank yous to Thomas Lewis, Chris Lawrence, Pixel Turkey, Justin Drew, Third Avenue Anti-Capitalist, TBS Kien, uh, Felix Mayer, Matt Burr, Jordan Ramey, Dale, Wheels, Jesse Vitelli, Adept7777, Optional Objectives, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, L. Tantivy, Adrian A. Rock Williams, Matthew Flowers, Andrew Sherman, Colton Crow, Jesse Peterson, Jared Shu, Cam Koenig, and Quentin Hoffman. All right, y'all. Have a good rest of your whatever time it is, and we will see you soon for more indie games. Goodbye. <laughs>